Welcome into my dog's favorite podcast, The Dynasty Dogs, brought to you by Win Daily. I am your host, Mike Anthony. Alongside me is Rich McAteer. How are we doing, Rich? What's going on? So tonight we are going to be breaking down the AFC South, a pretty dreadful division, yeah, to be to honest. to say the least. It's very young, especially mm-hmm. there's, what, two rookie quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, and then possibly a third, and Will Levis if when Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is done. Mm-hmm. So very we'll young. have to, yeah, very young, and it's. I would say it's the Jaguars' division to lose at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they pretty got pretty much got a stranglehold on that division. I think I saw some somewhere that the Jags are only a nine and a half uh, win team on Fanduel or something like that. Is that true? Really? Have you looked uh, at I that? Haven't, I haven't seen that. I can check, but that's that seems a little late. But I got to be honest, I don't know their schedule um, by heart, so. I think they do have one of the easiest schedules for wide receivers to begin the season. So that's good, especially hmm. for your dog tag coming up, I'm sure. Yeah. But if you want, let's get into some news first. Obviously, we have the Jonathan Taylor situation is now over and done with. A very anticlimactic end to the Jonathan Taylor situation. He's staying in Indianapolis and he is going to the pup. So that means he will not be playing at least the first four games of the season. What do you think, I mean, Rich? Uh, number one, I don't think it's over yet. I think that saga is going to continue. Once a guy says he doesn't want to play somewhere, it doesn't you know, turn around and he loves the place. You know what I mean? So I think he's going to be rolling um, just a matter of time before Jim Irsay says something stupid per usual. Well, Chris Ballard said something stupid today. I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. He, said, like, some, he said something to the effect that Andrew Luck, they, so they asked him, do you think Anthony Richardson's development is going to be hindered without Jonathan Taylor? Something to that nature. And his response was, was, was Andrew Luck hindered without a star running back or something to that nature? And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> okay, that's great. Let's forget the fact that Andrew Luck retired early because he yeah. was banged up and frustrated. And I think he had a lot of running of his life too. He took yeah. a lot of hits. And if, but if he had a star running back, or someone to ca- help carry the load of him carrying that team for X amount of years, you know, maybe he'd still be playing. You know, that's crazy. He's only 33. Yeah, he still could oh. be a top quarterback right now. Yeah, he'll be 34 on the 12th, but that's so crazy. He retired in 18. <clears throat> he'll be 34 years old. He yeah. still could have... <sighs> they ruined that man. Mm-hmm. And let, But besides that, Andrew Luck was one of the best quarterbacks coming out of college, like, you know, for years. Like, he was supposed to be, like, the next big thing, right? He's a college football Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was supposed to be the next big thing in the NFL. He had a very – he was very good for the short amount of time. But to compare that to Anthony Richardson is a little, you know, far-fetched, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because Anthony Richardson was nowhere near the college quarterback that Andrew Luck was. Right, right. I don't think it'll necessarily derail him or hinder his growth without a running back or with a running back. I think what's going to hinder his growth is the um, front office. I think between the owner and the general manager, they're like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. There's both like they just can't get keep their foot out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, I do, I do think that where Jonathan Taylor does, we've talked about this before. I do think without Jonathan Taylor, it does hinder his development a bit. Because you don't have, first of all, Jonathan Taylor is by far 
or has been by far the best player on that offense for the past several years. We can agree to that, correct? Mm-hmm. Without that, you're not running the ball as well, obviously. You're not going to be opening up the short passing game because Anthony Richardson's not a great short passer, and you don't have the running game to help you with that. You know what I mean? Right. And I think you you do need those pieces around you to kind of grow and develop together. And so if you, do, you don't have that, yeah, it's going to hinder it. But I think the biggest hindrance is going to be those two front office guys. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to build that team for him. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to, like, dude, draft night. They say he, they drafted Anthony Richardson, the happiest day of his life. And the, the, the dumbass uh, owners on there, do you want us to draft another quarterback? What, what dude, like, why would you do and, that? Uh, you know what? That makes no sense. And we talked about this uh, earlier in the week that the Colts are what do you? They're, they have no one over thirty years old. They have no. They have two players that are thirty years old, but nobody over okay, the age so of thirty. So no one over thirty. Yeah. And with that, and you got an owner who cannot connect with young guys, so that is just like a, you know, a recipe for destruction, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I I am a hundred percent with you. Um, the fact that beyond all this, so there was apparently reportedly two teams that were really interested in Jonathan Taylor. It was Miami Dolphins and the Green Bay Packers. The mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers one is very surprising, but I kind of like it. And I think I would have really liked it if it would have happened. But my thing is that they wanted Jalen Waddle plus from Miami is what's been reported. Yeah. <laughs> Ursa says insane. something like, if we died today, nobody would care about you or nobody would remember us or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, but we want Jalen Waddle plus from Miami. You're like, that's, that's yeah, why. Yeah. He does. I, I, I think he is the Dan Snyder kind of passed the baton to him oh, as yeah. the crazy owner who needs to just shut the hell up and stop talking. Do you think Jonathan Taylor plays this season? Uh, I think, yeah, I think so at some point, but from what I've been listening to on the radio and other podcasts he is and stuff like too. that, a lot of people are staying away from him. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are, you know, staying away from him in drafts and we got a draft coming up on Friday and it's a redraft. Um, I don't think I'm not going to go near him. You know what I mean? Like if he falls dramatically and it's like, okay, but like, you know, a guy who was a first round pick, I don't see him going in the first two rounds. No, you? I don't think so. No. What if he falls, say, to the fourth or fifth round? To the fourth or fifth round, by that point, I'm pretty confident in the four guys I have. Mm-hmm. Um, or five guys if I, you know, wait on a quarterback. So that obviously would be, you know, if you want to dive into how I draft, usually either two and two I go most of the time. So if I go running back first, I usually go running back in the second. If I go mm-hmm. wide receiver first, I usually go wide. So I like to have a one-two punch at either position. So I'm pretty confident in them. I'd have starters. So Jonathan Taylor, I think I'd bench, you know, until my flex spot opens up. Mm-hmm. Then by that time, you know, he'll be he'll be good to go. But like, what did you say? Fifth round? Fourth let's round? Say fifth fourth, round? Let's say fourth to be fair. Okay, fourth round then. How's the, if the board falls that way? Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I might take a flyer in the fourth. I don't yeah, think he gets lower than the fourth, and I think that's I, a steal at the fourth. Mm-hmm. I agree because I, 
I could see. So our league that we're going to be in is the prehistoric standard league. So the running worst. backs are a premium, right? So it's possible. I it's possible he doesn't make it there. But if he's mm-hmm. still there in the fourth, I'm probably taking a flyer on him. Yeah. And like you said, any later than that is a steal. Yeah, like you're yeah. just especially if right. he comes back in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll it'll be that you know punch that you need in the middle of the season, the boost, you know, to get you on the win streak to get you in the playoffs. Because he's going to be playing for a contract somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Which I know, this is what I found stupid. So like they didn't trade him, and they they asked a ridiculous price. But you know, it's kind of like in baseball with Otani. They didn't trade Otani. You know he's going to walk. If mm-hmm. you know these two guys are going to walk, why are you not trying to get anything you can? Right. There's no chance. I think there's a negative chance he resigns with the Colts. Not only that, why are you asking astronomical prices when you on, when the teams know they have to pay him now because you're right. not going to? So on a guy who could potentially be a rental. Right. Right. So we do have some other news we'll get into briefly. JSN is back at practice, which is huge. Uh, mm-hmm. The left wrist injury seems to be doing well because he does have like a small cast on, but he was out there catching passes. So that's that's good news. That's a good sign. Yeah, for sure. Are you are you wavering on him for a little bit? Like in, at least in the beginning portion of the season? Um, like in what in if I'm taking him or not or Yeah. In redraft. So in, in redraft I'm ah, probably if late, late, late rounds. Mm-hmm. Um I'm definitely not to, he's definitely gonna be a bench piece. He's more of, in my opinion, a guy who I would look for in Dynasty rather than redraft. Just because you don't know how long he's going to be, you know, out, if he's going to be out at all, if he takes a hit on his hand and they're like, you know, let's sit him out. So there's a whole bunch of different uh, variables, variables that could go into it. Yeah. So for redraft, I've taken him at the bottom, like 13th round of his air. I don't think I'll, he's making it there. No, I mean, I'm, I'm taking a flyer at that point. I would only take him as a flyer. Okay. Because um, I wouldn't see him in redraft starting on my team. Depending um, on your build, yeah, yeah, but I would really try start, to stay. Away. I think he's, I think he's got the talent to be a very productive fantasy wide receiver this year. I think so too, but I think the injury kind of scares me off. So I'm not banking on this guy being a starter if we don't know if he's going to be hurt or not. Okay, he so looks, the, good. he looks good, but hmm. one little hit. So you're more just concerned about the injury for the short term as mm-hmm. opposed to the long term out, outlook. Yeah, dynasty perspective, I'm taking him. Oh yeah, I am actually throwing some flyers out there to see if people are like a little worried. Like the the teams that have him that are like established already, mm-hmm. like maybe they would like something better now. You know what I mean? But try to like unload him. Yeah, not to unload him because that's crazy, but to get a more established piece that might be better for you sooner rather than later. Like a contending okay. team is more or less what I'm the, the long version of what I was trying to or the short version of what I was trying to say. <laughs> Not I've thrown out sense. some feelers out there on him. Uh, Traylon Burks yeah. back at practice. Big thing for him. He had that LCL sprain. Um, there was videos out of him going up for one handed catches and coming down on that same leg. It's impressive. That was only what a few weeks ago now. Yeah, I've seen that. Which is yeah, good. I think like two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it does look like he might be ready. They're saying it's possible he'll be ready for week one, and that's that's exciting. He, you might not get again. That's a good sign. Yeah, that's a good sign. It's another thing where that's he your might not, Yeah, he might not jump off right away, like we were just talking about with JSN. It might be a little bit of a slower start right. for him. 
but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any other news you want to talk about? Um, New England has no backup quarterback. Which is super weird. Um, typical um, Belichick move, I think. But um, I think that I read that they they want to bring back Zappy. I did see something um, like that. That as of, mean, well as of right now, they might haven't be brought like, him back. It might be a way to contort the roster. I'm sure, but like um, everybody was so like, excited for yeah. Malik Cunningham after they caught Zappy, and then five seconds later, they caught Malik Cunningham. Like, whoa, that didn't see that one. Coming. Yeah. Right. That is so a very like, oh, we're gonna go move, with though. Like you said. Yeah. Now you can keep three He's quarterbacks trying... in the three quarterbacks on the roster. Belichick's like, I'm going to have one. <laughs> and zero. Yeah, one. No backups. Uh let's see. Was there do you have anything else? Um, no, no. Nothing besides my boy Trey Sermon getting cut by the Eagles. Yeah, that one hurt you a little bit, didn't light it? Light a can light a candle for my boy. I did see some, so I did look at the Eagles website. It was Swift as the RB1 as of right now. Mm-hmm. Gainwell is two. Penny was three, right? Right. And then Boston Scott was four. Yeah, so whatever. Whatever sense that makes. I think because Sermon was hurt. So. I did see somewhere, though, that somebody had Gainwell at one. I was like, that's not what I saw on the Eagles website. But Yeah, I, I, I doubt that that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be Swift. Well, you think it's going to be Swift? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, yeah, I'm a Swifty. <laughs> we almost had Taylor Swift here. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. So let's get into our dog tags and dog house. Rich, you want to give us your first one? Who are you starting with? Sure thing. I'll start with my tags for the Houston Texans, and it is a guy who has been looking phenomenal. I'm glued to his uh, clips on Twitter. He seems to have a real connection with um, C.J. Stroud, and that's Nico Collins. Okay. His ADP is 170.3. So that's like, you know, for a, a guy who I think essentially could be a number one guy in Houston, that's a, that's a steal. And um, he caught, he, he did catch uh, CJ Stroud's first ever touchdown pass. In this the past NFL week. With, yeah, yeah. With the, uh, against the saints. And it seems like he's pretty much, he's like grown a connection with the guy. Um, you know, he I, I watched an interview with him earlier today and uh, Nico Collins was talking about, you know, the growth of CJ Stroud. So there that's a key word, you know, growing together with a young wide receiver and a young quarterback. That's you know, that's what a team can dream of. And I seen I read a quote uh yesterday and it was it kind of stuck out to me, which was it was bold co- uh bold quote by Randy Moss and it says quote, I'm tired of the damn disrespect. This kid's gonna be top five and he's gonna prove it this season. Damn. Now, I'm not saying that he's he's going to be a top five wide receiver. That's nuts, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's a little hot take-ish. It's bold. But what I am saying when I put that quote out there, I'm saying, you know, he has a backing from an all-time wide receiver. You know what I mean? So he, he knows he has forgotten more football than we know. So he's watching sure. this guy, and he can see, you know, what kind of player he is. I think he's going to be a stud. I think he's going to be really good this season. I think he's going to be above your boy Tank and and, and Grandpa Robert Woods um, to to solidify that uh, wide receiver one. That uh, <clears throat> that quote you said that it reminds me of um, Ryan Clark saying that George Pickens is more talented than Justin Jefferson, <laughs> which is Oof. a wild take. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, keep keep going. Um, his jump ball, dude. 
I would I just like Google and like Twitter his videos and his jump ball is insane. He's like six four. Mm-hmm. He just get he gets up and gets the ball. It's it's fun to watch. Um, but he's got comps to guys like um, no, I mean comparable ADPs. I should say my bad. Um, Tank Dell, one sixty four point two. His teammate, well, just a little fella. Um, I think hey, Tank takes some time that. to develop. I think he's a slot guy. Um, yeah. Alec Pierce, one sixty five point nine, and Wendell Robinson at one seventy three point two. Um, but I have been talking about this guy for a minute. I'm excited to see what he um, brings to the table for the Texans. Yeah, I could I could see that. It does seem like they do have a bit of a connection. Um, I did like that touchdown pass you brought up. That was a good route by him. And a good, mm-hmm. good throw by uh, CJ Stroud, too, as well. Yeah. Put it right on the he money put, for him. I was going to say, he put it only where he could get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I like that one. That's a good one because... That wide receiver room is wide open. It's got very young talent. And then Robert Woods. Yeah. And he they kind of like a guy they can learn from, I guess. Yeah, but is he the right guy I, you want to learn from? No, I mean, yeah, he is. He was very he was consistent for a little. He just got, you know, banged he up. He gets hurt all the time, man. Yeah. Um I don't know. I really like Tank Dell, but I could see I could see uh Nico being the wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. For at least this I, year, I see him being the outside guy and uh, Tank Dell being the inside guy or the slot guy. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, nothing wrong think, with that at all. I think uh, I think Nico Collins is going to be that dynamic playmaker that goes up and gets the ball. Okay, who do you got for your doghouse? My doghouse is kind of kind of obvious, I would say, but it was kind of a guy that I thought at one point was going to be something, and that's Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary signed a one-year deal uh, this year with Houston. His ADP is 172.5. And to me, you know, Singletary now is nothing more than a backup mm-hmm. who, you know, to a guy who I think is going to ascend to the next level in uh, Damian I'm Pierce. I'm you said that because like, I really like Damian Pierce. Same, dude. I think he's going to blow the top off. You know, that offense, mm-hmm. these two with Pierce, Stroud and Collins, I think, is going to be a very, very, very fun offense to watch. So, a kind of offense that we're not used to seeing in Houston, right? You know, a kind of an offense that's going to be like throwing the ball. He's, you know, CJ's going to be running around. It's going to, so, you haven't seen it since at least Watson, and that was years ago, you know? I do see that. I don't see it right away. I do think that they're going to be running the ball a bit with Damian Pierce uh, because this is a young quarterback, because this is a defensive minded head coach. Yeah. I do think that this is going to be and it benefits Damian Pierce as a guy to compare to a Singletary. Mm-hmm. As a you know, a guy who can just pound the defense in the submission, you know, keep the defense off the field, keep the defense refreshed. Mm-hmm. That is more of right. a, you know, D'Amico Ryan yeah. kind of guy. Right. Whereas Devin Singletary, he's kind of like like weird shape to MS. I don't want to say, you know, he's like five, eight, but he's like, what he's, he's, he's like, he's like, he's like a weird, you know, he's not fair. He's not the fastest guy. If he's got, he's, he's got four, six he's feet, but he's got four, he's four, he runs a four, six forty. That's not fast compared there, to, you know, most. there is a difference between quickness and speed though. Yeah. And he's not, I mean, he's not the strongest guy either. He's like kind of short and stocky at five, eight, two, two, two and change. I think, mm. um, but at, at like when he first got drafted, I always thought he like was going to be something, you know, in Buffalo. I thought he was going to be the guy in Buffalo. But after, you know, I 
after a couple years, I'm like, how the hell is this guy still sticking here? Mm-hmm. Um, he's not all that great at, and you know, catching, catching out of the backfield. Um, but which let is me ask weird. you this. I do think he's okay. Let me ask you this. Do you think that was a, because of Josh Allen who they didn't really target the running back? Or do you think he, they just don't find him that good at it, so they didn't target him? I don't – because when they did target him, he, he couldn't catch the ball, which is weird because at Florida Atlantic, he could catch the ball out of the backfield. But when mm-hmm. he, it didn't transfer over to the NFL. Okay. Um, I don't – definitely do not see this as a one-two punch running back room. I see mm-hmm. this as a very one and then a jab. <laughs> not even necessarily a punch, you know what I mean? Um so and when guys- we were talking about when we were talking about like who we're gonna do like what teams you know we talked about doing the AFC South and we were like oh mm-hmm. what team do you want to do what team do you want to do if you would have given me Houston Damian Pierce would have been my dog tag okay and I probably would have done something like Singletary as my doghouse yeah I, I mean I he was I was going back and forth between Collins and Pierce I didn't want to be too obvious with the Pierce but I think he's going to like I said go to the moon. But there's, you know, when it comes to Singletary, there's much more. There's other guys that are like much more intriguing to me, um, that have comparable ADPs, like Israel Abano, Abanaconda. Yeah, I like that. That's a good. That's a good pronunciation by me, huh? My Abanaconda <laughs> don't want none unless you've got buns on. <laughs> a good one. <laughs> he is an impressive. He's an explosive young uh, rookie. He had a nice camp. Um, he's at one seventy it- even. He's just a, excuse me. He's just in a crowded backfield, unfortunately yeah. for him. But like he's a guy. Like so, if I'm coming down to these two, I'm looking in a dynasty setting. I'm like, this guy's. A, he's a rookie. You know, I can grab him and stash him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so agree that's with the that. way I would look at that. I would look at uh, Jalen Warren too at one seventy five point two, a second that's year a guy. One. Yeah, I think he could split carries with Harris. No, I, I think he's going. I I don't think he's going. I don't think it's going to be as like heavy, heavy Harris as a lot of people think, you know what I mean? I don't see it to be, maybe I could see it like 70, 30, but like that's okay. much more than what you're going to get with than Pierce and Singletary. Ah, I think it's okay. going to be like, yeah. I think Pierce Singletary is going to be like 90, 10, <laughs> 95, five, like come over here and take a breath and get back in. <laughs> take a nap. And then there's a guy on here that I put that I would take ahead of him. And that's Ezekiel Elliott. That's, his, it's a bold strategy. His ADP is – yeah, but look at it this way. We talked about this before. You know, he's he, his ADP is 185.9, mm-hmm. and he's a vulture at the goal oh, he's line. He's going to be a vulture for goal line. Right, yep. that's what I'm saying, and that's why I don't like Stevenson in New England. I Now, do I think Zeke's going to rush for 1,000 yards? No. I think he's going to rush for 10, 20, 20 yards a game and have two touchdowns. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that – the chance of getting the six as opposed to putting Singletary on my team. You know what I mean? We talked about this before we went on how it's going to be, you know, last year with Elliot and Pollard, Elliot took most of the goal, yard, uh, goal line snaps. Oh, hundred percent. We were just so, talking about that before the show too. Yeah. I think you think he's going to put up points. So obviously I'm taking him over a guy who I don't even think is going to sniff that much of the field. Yeah. I could agree with that. Like, like I, I've been saying, I 100% agree with that. You're not gonna, That's, not gonna change my mind on that one either. No. So, no. So who, so who are you going with first? Who's your first team? So we'll go with the Tennessee Titans first. This is a, this is a weird team. It's a very run heavy team. I wonder if that's going to change because I, 
with Will Levis eventually playing, maybe not this year, but he is more of a gunslinger. So my dog tag is Traylon Burks, guy I am in love with in Dynasty. (laughs) (laughs) His current ADP is 73.4. Last year, only played 11 games, 33 receptions, 444 yards, two touchdowns. Funny story. One of his touchdowns, I don't know if you remember, was a big run by Derrick Henry, and he fumbled at the goal line, and Uh, Traylon jumped on it. The other touchdown was against the Philadelphia Eagles, where he got smoked and still held on to the ball for a touchdown. You remember that with the concussion? Mm -hmm. So last year, coming into training camp, he had the asthma situation. He was a little banged up. Um, It was a slow start for him. So it was, was, you know, a lot of people started to, you know, fall off of him. He was a first-round rookie pick last year. He was a first-round NFL draft pick, which I do feel bad for him too, by the way, before I get into all this. The Tennessee Titans... Tennessee Titans traded mm-hmm. AJ Brown to draft Traylon Burks, and I know that upset a lot of Tennessee Titans fans. But that's yeah, not but his I, fault. No, but I think that actually that puts a lot of pressure on him to oh, be the next, to be the guy who takes over for AJ Brown, who is arguably a top five wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He does so. have the talent to be an AJ Brown type esque wide receiver. We just mm-hmm. have to see it. We, we have yeah. to see him healthy. Yeah, so I've been yeah. I, I have to. I've been watching a lot of him this preseason. He looks more explosive, even before the injury. But I mean, he had the injury now, so we'll see how he looks after that. He looks leaner. He looks quicker. He is going up and getting the ball. I love to see it. They were saying he's been. He spent all off season in Tennessee working out. Something you like to hear. He's putting in the work to be mm-hmm. a better wide receiver. So, I went a little. You know, I went a little off the rails because usually we keep. The ADP is similar. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to compare him to Quentin Johnson, whose ADP is 54.2 in, on Sleeper. So coming out of college, so I compared both their college, you know, their last year of college uh, stats, because that's only fair, you know? Mm-hmm. So Burks's last year was 65, uh, 1,100 yards and 11 TDs, three drops, and 90, or sorry, 9.3 yards after catch. Quentin Johnson, 60 catches, 1,067 yards, 6 TDs, 8 drops, 8.9 yards after catch. Traylon Burks, contested catch, 43.8. Quentin Johnston, contested catch, 34.8%. So you could see Traylon Burks has some significantly better numbers than Quentin Johnston, in my opinion. The drops are a concern to me. Yeah, they, they, they're concerning. That was one of his uh, concerns coming out of college and going into the NFL are drops. Um, mm-hmm. I don't off the top of my head know how many head drops he had in the preseason. I don't know if you do. He had a few. Did he? He had a few. Um, I watched them. I think it's growing pains. but Oh, it could be. Absolutely could be. But it, is it growing <laughs> pains when it's like a trend? You know what I mean? Yeah. that's That is pretty scary then. So I put out a poll earlier today. Who would you rather have in a dynasty football league? Traylon Burks or Quentin Johnson? 40 votes as of right now. 53% Quentin Johnson, 48% Traylon Burks. It's actually really close. I expected it to be Quentin Johnson, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, because so like somebody said in the comments, uh, at Dynasty Wiz FF, he's a writer for uh, Dynasty DNA. He commented and said, 
It's Johnson for me for the fact he holds more value and is tied to a better quarterback. 100% agree with that. There's no doubt in my mind that Quinton Johnson is in a better situation than Traylon Burks. We've talked Mm -hmm. about it. It's been said. But in my mind, I've always been talent over situation. And I think Traylon Burks is more talented than Quentin Johnson. What do you think? Uh, you know, I was I also voted on that, and I voted Johnston. And I had seen the comments, and I said, you know, I'm right there with the quarterback being in a better situation. I'm kind of opposed. I think it's the situation kind of makes the, the player. You know, mm-hmm. when you have the merry-go-round of quarterbacks, it doesn't prove to be, you know, a good, it's just not, you can't form chemistry. And I'm all big chemistry guy with Grunt, like I said, um, with the Texans, with Nico Collins and CJ Stroud, you have to have a connection. And well, this is Burks' second not, year with Tannehill. Yeah, but we know Tannehill is either going to get hurt or he's, you know, he's dead man walking. He's not going to be playing. They have two, they have a, a second year guy and Malik Willis that they drafted. Um, and they have Will Levis. So they're like actively drafting quarterbacks to get this guy True. out of here. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that he couldn't be, you know, better when they get a when they get the guy in there, when they get that quarterback in there. But until then, I think Quentin Johnston growing with um Justin Herbert, who some have him in their top five. I do not. <laughs> but some have him as a top five quarterback. Um yeah, I think that kind of propels him. Right. It's just to me, yes, situation can be great. You know, he could have like the best quarterback in the league. How many wide receivers in Kansas City have the best quarterback in football and are not doing anything? You know what I mean? How many wide receivers are not doing anything in Kansas City? Well, I mean, before they had Tyreek Hill and he became the be- one of the best wide receivers. Yeah, in the but league. we're taught that was what, two but years ago? Some, but I'm talking about some the weird past. reason they got rid of him. Sure. I mean, to me, it's talent always wins, right? We've seen teams that have bad quarterbacks bad systems have good wide receivers for fantasy football. We've seen that happen. I can see that. But in on the other side of the coin is what if, you know, Tannehill has an inability to get him the ball. You know, we've, we said that Tennessee is a heavy run heavy team with Derrick Mm -hmm. Henry there. They are a very run heavy team. So is it like he has an inability to get him the ball? You know what I mean? So that actually would, I would be excited if Will Levis was starting at some point for Traylon Burks. And it, regardless of what you think about Will Levis, we're not going to get into that because a lot of people hate him. I was a fan, but he's a strong on quarterback who likes to put the ball in play, right? And I think that's the reason why Tennessee drafted him for a reason. Why would they draft somebody that doesn't fit their system or they believe they can't work yeah. with? No, I, I agree with that, and I think he he's going to be good. I liked him up until I found out he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Hey, I think that's he what is it is. The, so, uh, What's super the, weird. What's the mayonnaise company? Hellerman's. Hellman's. Hellman's. Whatever. He is yeah, the spokesman Hellerman. for them. He's the uh, he's the spokesman for Heller Hellman's. Whatever the <laughs> mayo, whatever the, mayo company. Whatever, whatever the Hellman's it is. Um, <laughs> it could be good. I don't know, but I I thought that was that was yeah that is throw up worthy. <laughs> um. All right. So let's get into my dog tag. This one hurts because this is one of the best running backs. Of our generation. I think you could agree. Tajay Spears. <laughs> True. So <laughs> it's Derrick Henry. He's a 30, 30 year old running, or no, 29 year old running back. He's going to be 30 in January. So that, that time is coming. 
that door is coming. Last year, he had 349 attempts, 1,538 yards, 13 TDs, along with, actually, he hasn't been a big reception person, but last year he had 33 receptions, 389 yards. That's pretty good for Derek. I mean, that's yeah. solid because that's not something he's known for. So maybe they intend to use him more that way. Mm-hmm. But again, he's going to be 30 this year. He's had He's been in the tops of the league in attempts for the past several years, even with the injuries. He's still been one of the running backs who has like you know top 10 attempts in the league. Yeah, and you know what? I can agree with you. As someone who turned 30 this year, it does suck. And, <laughs> yeah. and your body does to killing me right now. <laughs> your body tends to turn on you. So I also think they brought in Tajay Spears to take off take some workload off of him. I agree I really with that. Liked, I like Tajay Spears a lot. I know. Drafted yeah, him I in like the third round. I like Tajay Spears too. Um he looked explosive in the preseason. I think I can agree They're with that. They're definitely two different running backs too. Yeah, you gotta have, you know. Lightning and thunder, you know what I mean? Oh, it's big thunder. <laughs> it's just he has never really had the guy to take some of the workload off of him. They've never had mm-hmm. the one-two there. Um, it's always been Derrick Henry 100% of the time. And they're, that that team is like – or that – you know, yeah, that team is like the, the stereotypical we're going to run him into the ground because they have mm-hmm. no one else behind him. And I'm honestly, I'm surprised he made it to 30 years old <laughs> it's like in this position. Touches. Yes, dude. Like no one else runs the goddamn ball there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh my God, how are his knees still in shape? The, so also the way I kind of look at dynasty is after the first few years of a running back, I'm looking to move him, move them. You know what I mean? Because okay. that shelf life that shelf life comes quick, mm-hmm. and it, it hits hard. Obviously, Derrick Henry hasn't hit that, but he's had some injuries, and he's getting up there. He's super surprising that he's hitting thirty and hasn't been, you know, dumped by the Titans um, and bounced around after that. Because, like, when you get to twenty-seven, that's usually, you know, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. That's when you know they get rid of you. That's when mm-hmm. you, a lot of times they get ri- they get to the end of the rookie contract. We've seen it with Dalvin Cook. We've seen it with. Uh, Elliot getting up there. What is he? I think he's 28. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they get to that age and he kind of like bulldozed right past it in typical Derrick Henry fashion, which is good. <laughs> I like, I personally like Henry. Um, not so much in dynasty anymore. I would probably, I would try to get what I could for him, but in redraft, I like him. Um, you like him. Okay. I, yeah, I, can see, I, think, I can see him I being still him. solid. Yeah. I don't know if I would take him se- maybe second round, early third. Um, but I think he's still a formidable running back. Mm-hmm. I and that agree is, with that. That's saying a lot for me because I had him last year, and I was literally going to win the championship the week he decided to. They decided to sit him, and then he came back, <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I would have won if I would have had if he would have played." Now, when you in your dynasty processes, are you looking to move off of the older running backs? Or are you holding and you know hoping for the long haul? I, but I mean, it's it's tricky because there are win, outliers. Yeah, like him. He's and you know he's Chubb. Yeah, that's true. Chubb too. He he's been he's been getting like ninety nine percent of the calories too, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It all depends on the guy. I also drafted Chubb this year, um, in our dynasty league. Um, I I like the way he runs. He re- kind of runs, you know, like the same 
kind of format as Henry does with getting all the snaps. So mm. I tend to go with the um, the veteran running backs. So I think I would go with more sticking it out with them. Okay. Yeah, I I have a tendency to want to try to flip them when I you know when I feel like that age cliff is coming. That might be a little premature, but I, yeah, I would like to you know start building for the future. You know what I mean? So so I right, wrote so, some trade. Go ahead. What would his value be then? What would Derek? That's what Henry's, I was going to get to. Okay. So I wrote some trades down that I found on a trade finder. Somebody flipped uh, Derek Henry and Jake Ferguson, the tight end from the Dallas Cowboys, to. Jonathan Taylor. Now, obviously we talked about the Jonathan Taylor situation, but this is obviously somebody who is a contender trying to get younger Mm -hmm. or was a contender trying to get younger and the other person's trying to become a contender. Yeah. And I think who won that trade? I would take Jonathan Taylor. Even with the four, four game. uh, Yeah. I mean, uncertainty. He's only 24. Yeah, and he's, if you're trying to rebuild, he, him being out is only going to help your your draft pick next year, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so then I got another, I got two more. I got Derrick Henry for JSN. I'm taking JSN. Oh, I know you are. That's a what that's it, actually in a in a dynasty trade. I would take that. Derrick Henry for an unknown 24 first. Hmm. So it it could be a top. Three pick, it could be a let's 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 call it let's call it you know middle. Let's call it mid. See, my grand my grand scheme is if I'm getting that mid pick, I'm trading that pick and my pick, unless it's one, to try to get one to try to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm -hmm. So like I would want to acquire as many draft picks as I can to get to that number one spot to get him. Because I think either him or Caleb Williams, but Mm -hmm. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be insane. So trade what you can to get yeah, true. Draft capital, the best chance. Yeah, pull a Howie Roseman and flip him. My thing is, is if you if you have a team build where you only got one year to get this win, mm-hmm. like you know, you after this year, it's 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 curtains. Mm-hmm. Might as well either ride it out with Derrick Henry or trade for Derrick Henry. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But if you're if you think like, hey man, I don't think I can really get it done this year. I probably need to move on from Derrick Henry. That's yeah. what I would do. But all right, you want to get into your next one? All right, yeah, I'm. I got the. Uh, I drew the Jaguars, and so for the Jaguars dog you tag, you chose the Jaguars and you <laughs> gave me the the Drek in Indianapolis. Is is there is there really anyone else you expected me to give my dog tag to? No, other than the man Calvin Ridley. Yes, Calvin yeah. Ridley has a few things going for him this year, as I've stated pre- in previous episodes about a few guys the change of scenery is going to be key for him it's a breath of fresh air and the breath of fresh air comes in the form of a guy who i think is going to be a top five quarterback this year yes trevor lawrence yeah you've said that you've been i think he's going to be top five it's going to be mahomes in my humble opinion it's going to be mahomes hurts allen burrow and lawrence i think he catapults over um Jackson and I think he catapults over Herbert. You know, combine Lawrence with uh, Dougie P, who loves to throw the football. Can I counterpoint that, that real quick? Which which point? The what you're saying about okay. Trevor Lawrence. My thing is is Justin Herbert now has one of the best offensive coordinators in football in Kellen Moore. Meaning, 
Kellen Moore had the Dallas Cowboys offenses at the top of the league for the past several years. So do you really think Justin Herbert's going to be better or worse than what Dak was? I think he's going to be better, but I don't think he's going to be better than Lawrence. Okay. I think Lawrence, it, year two under Doug, it's going to be astronomical. And, you know, Ridley could put, put Ridley in that. It, I think it's going to be, you know, something to watch. And not to be biased or anything, but in our Dynasty League, I do have the stack of, of Lawrence and, and Ridley. I do. So, have, I also have I a got, few shares of Ridley, so I get it. I'm excited got, for Ridley. I got a, uh, I got a lot riding on this. Um, Ridley, in his last full season, which was 2021, I believe, um, or 2020, 2020 or 2021. I think it was 2020, 2021. Like it was um, that season. He missed uh, missed a few games due to mental health issues and the suspension, but he put up in his last full season 1,374 yards and nine TDs in 15 games. I don't know why my mind went dyslexic and I thought you said 3,000 yards. I was like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Now, mind you, I mean, the Jags have a nice offense that will garner a lot of looks to a lot of places, but none of them have, I think, the flashes of greatness that Ridley does. I mm-hmm. think his speed, his footwork. None of, them have, his none of them have Calvin Ridley's pedigree either. No. He is he's a football player, dude. He goes up and gets the ball. His his cone drills and hit that ladder drill that he thought he I seen. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have torn every every part of my leg would have been torn. Yeah, yeah. Um, in my opinion, I think with Lawrence and Peterson, Ridley could easily see the top ten wide receiver numbers this year. Wow. Okay. I think I like that. Put it down. Top clip 10. it out. He's going to be a top ten wide receiver this year. Book it. Okay. Calvin Ridley. Okay. I like it. Um, now I got some comparable ADPs. Um, from that scumbag team out west, San Francisco 49ers, Debo Samuel. He's at 58. Oh, dude, we forgot. <laughs> Hold on. We'll get to it at the end. We forgot one major thing in the news. Okay, yeah. The Go trade. ahead. I'm sorry. We'll get to that at the end. Kind of blew me up here. Um, sorry. No, his um, Debo Samuel's ADP is 58.3. Mm-hmm. Um, they use him a lot in the backfield. Um but you know, did you kind of as last year, they didn't do it as much when they had CMC. God damn you. Let me read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it was used a lot in the backfield until they got CMC is the next I thing excited. I was going to say. Yes, you've seen his production drop immensely when they picked him up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys are staying the hell away from him. I agree. Um, we got your boy, DJ Moore. At 59.7, I do like DJ Moore, but like I said when we were talking about um, Johnston and Burks, I think the quarterback thing gives him the edge. So Calvin Ridley and Lawrence over Justin Fields, who I th- a lot of people are expecting a lot from. Um, I just think Lawrence is substantially better. And then you got Michael Pittman at 65 even. Mm. He's, he, he shows some nice flashes, but overall Ridley's better. Um, so – I agree with you. I'm taking him over Debo a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Moore is a tough one. Um, I would probably lean Ridley. And it, it's not because of the system. I just, I really like Calvin Ridley as well. Mm-hmm. So that one's just tough. And Pittman, Pittman's younger, obviously. Uh, but it's going to take some time to him to adjust 
to Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Calvin Ridley had a nice ass catch in the preseason game too. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. I wasn't, I didn't um, see it. I'm just trying to look up now. I'm intrigued to see how old Michael Pittman is. Michael Pittman is 25. 25. He's 25. Mm -hmm. Um, Ridley's 28. So yeah, he's, you know, three years younger, but I think people forget. Yeah. I prefer Ridley there. I think, I think people forget what kind of, you know, receiver he was when he was in Atlanta just because it was so long ago and obviously recency bias and what have you done for me lately? They, but 1300 yards over 1300 yards and nine TDs, you know, that's they're, they're good numbers. He was an early first round pick too, in the draft, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> what in the NFL draft or in, yeah, in the NFL um, draft, like early, early, if I'm not mistaken, he was like Atlanta loves taking those. He was 26. 26. 26 okay. I mean, he was 26 overall in 2018. For some reason, I thought like he was in the teens. No, but, I mean, I, still he, Atlanta taking top top talent <laughs> draft all over. Yeah, again. right. Now pick him up, guys. If you are faced with Calvin Ridley on your board, slam the draft button. On in so is that for more dynasty or redraft or both? Both. If you're I'm trying to win a dynasty, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, you could, of course, you could draft in Dynasty and take every 21, 22 year old player there is, but take the pedigree and take the known commodity when you see Ridley. And the other thing is, he's 28, but he has, like we talked about, he hasn't played in a few years. He doesn't, right. He doesn't have a lot of tread on him. There might be some rust, but let's, let's see. I do. He doesn't look I, it. He doesn't look no. it. <laughs> if here's rust he and he's hiding it, it no. <laughs> I like that top 10. <laughs> I like that top, top 10 take you had. I do uh, like yeah. it. I think, I, yeah, I think he's going to be there. I was saying top 15, top top 10 still do. I mean, 15 to 10, not far off. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And I like it a lot. It's going to, like I said, man, I'm so, I got, I got a lot riding on Lawrence. I think he's going to be what the same, the same way people feel about Justin Fields, about how he, they think he's going to just skyrocket the season. I feel that for Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to go to the moon. Remember the last time. Doug Peterson had a year two quarterback. Mm, like yeah, the they second went, year of a quarterback. Yep, they went somewhere Where, nice. Who was that? Oh, that was your boy, Carson. That was Wentz. your boy. That was your boy who don't know how to match his clothes, Mister Eagles helmet, Redskins pants, <laughs> and Colts shorts. Please pick me. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do see, I do see Trevor Lawrence taking the next step with Doug Peterson. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And All right, you so, want to get into your dog house? Yep. So for, with that, with my boy, um, comes the dog dog house, and that's going to be Mister Christian Kirk. Unfortunately, his ADP is ninety point one. Mm-hmm. Now, with everything that I previously mentioned about my boy Ridley, I feel like Kirk is kind of going to take a significant hit in the already diminishing targets that he had. Um, Kirk was the number one guy last year. That's not going to happen this year. Ridley is going to be the number one. Um, he averaged double digits and targets just four times in, in all 17 games with seven games mm. finishing below five catches. And when I say below five catches, when I was looking over his numbers, there was a lot of games where he had like three one catch games or two two catch games. and three. So like they were like pretty much, you know, not there. And with that being said, and his target share is going down. I know that we talked about he was a top 12 wide receiver yeah, last season. Number of fantasy. 12 on the dot. Which is super weird because it's like he was so – he felt to me like was so inconsistent. And mm-hmm. with all these numbers, it's like 
I can't afford to take him over, you know, um, three guys here that I actually wrote down. Um, Zay Flowers, who's 81.7. Oh, oh, right. Um, Marquise Brown out hmm. in Arizona. He's at 90 on the dot. And my all-time favorite, that DeAndre Hopkins at 95. <laughs> now, these three guys, I'm like, I'm looking at these guys. and I'm taking – I would be the sh- the one I'd have the most trouble with. Unfortunately, would be it would be Hopkins versus Kirk, but I think Hopkins. Because the age, yeah. But I think I'm take I'm taking all three of those guys over Kirk. What do you think? Mm. I I would Hollywood Brown is probably the hardest one for me because I'm not the biggest mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown guy, right? Um, I also think Hollywood Brown's going to have a step down because of the offense that he's in. You mean Josh Dobbs? Bad. Yeah. Isn't going to be or Clayton Tune? Who knows? They're keeping it an advantage for competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, that's to it. who, to who? It's that, it's that douchebag Jonathan Gannon who doesn't know anything <laughs> about anything. Um, but I don't know if you looked at this as well. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, all those guys were productive last year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably part of the reason why you said Kirk's numbers were a little inconsistent. But yeah. he did end up at a top twelve. Uh, finish. I don't think that happens this year because of Calvin Ridley. And I think also Ingram. I think Ingram's going to be a big, um, a big I paid him part. Yeah, just because he like finally can settle down and knows where he's going to play. I think he's going to be a, a pivotal part of this offense. Um, Definitely has so, the skill to do it. Yeah. He's a nice Definitely. piece. He, they, they're surrounding Lawrence with nice pieces. Um, not saying Kirk's not a nice piece, but I don't think he's going to finish nearly as high with uh, numbers as he did um, last year in terms of points wise. Um, I think that was a lot of long plays or, you know, long touchdown drives that got him those points. So I think those numbers are kind of skewed that way. You know what I mean? Like there mm-hmm. weren't like, he wasn't getting seven, eight, nine catches for, you know, 12 a piece. He was getting two or three and they were three 30 yard catches with a touchdown. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? More or less that way. Um, so that's why I'm kind of staying away from him this year. I could agree with that. Uh, I, I, I've found myself avoiding him, Christian Kirk, as well in drafts, in redraft and in dynasty. Yep. I've seen, I've seen yeah, myself do that. I'm out on him. I mean, I had him last year. I'm not, I'm not taking him again this year. He, he was always a guy like, like biting my nails watching the television. I'm like, oh my God, please, <laughs> any points, any points, any points. Um, all right, so you want me to get into mine? Yeah, next ahead. one. All right, so we just spent like the beginning portion, 15, 20 minutes just crapping on this organization, <laughs> but I have the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with my doghouse on this one, and it is the entire running back room without Jonathan Taylor. Uh, <laughs> so that, that room right now looks as Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, and rookie Evan Hull. Okay, last year, Zach Moss, 93, uh, 93 rushes, 456 yards, one touchdown, average of 4.9 yards a carry. Deion Jackson, 68 rushes, 236 yards, one touchdown, 3.5. So the wild card here is Evan Hall, Northwestern running back, fifth round draft pick. 220 attempts, 914 yards, four, uh, five touchdowns, 4.2 yards a carry. His real big thing is receptions. 54 receptions, 536 yards. So Evan Hall is a is a, a nice PPR piece. 
I mean, maybe he does something. I don't know. I really don't see him as like an every down back. He's not a mm-hmm. good, not a get, uh, good uh, pass protector. He's not really a good rusher. He's not good at like making people miss. But that's really about. That's all he really is is a pass catcher. And I don't. The reason I mention him is I don't want people to fall into the Tyler Algier trap we talked about last week. Uh, you yeah. know, last week, where. People saw Algier doing well and paying premium picks for him. You might see Evan Hall do pretty well, but that's not his backfield. It's not going to be forever. Do yeah. not give second round picks for him. Don't do it. Just ain't, ain't going to lie. I picked up Zach Moss in our league. I'm like, oh, let me jump I, ahead of this. I'm going mean, to wait for little, him to get traded. And I'm like, ah, oh, never mind. It's a little flyer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, dude, I can't see myself giving, you know, second round picks because I know it's going to happen. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to see Evan Hall have like a 15 point game and be like, wow, this is sustainable. No, it is not because Four they, games. first of all, what's that? Four games. It's all you need, man. <laughs> True. But we've seen it here. Shane Steichen doesn't target the running back. You know, no. with Anthony Richardson, I don't see them targeting the running back that much. So no, we'll see. I, we'll see. We'll see. I'm it's, avoiding this this running back room like the plague. Yeah. Without, with, other than Jonathan Taylor, who we don't know if and when he's playing this year. And Zach Moss. <laughs> don't, he wasn't don't, he, he he wasn't infringing year, on my on my uh my roster, so I'm like, why not? Every year when he was in Buffalo, it was this is Zach Moss's year. This is it. And I fell for it two or three times and I can't do it again. <laughs> right. Uh, so my dog tag is Anthony Richardson. How could oh. I not put Anthony Richardson in here? Mm-hmm. That's your His boy. ADP is 16, right? Which puts high. him as a, for dynasty? You think that you don't think it's high? Uh, yeah. No. I don't think so. You think it's high? I think so, yeah. Just for in a guy a two, who we... Go ahead. In a two-quarterback league, I don't think it's high at all because he if he hits his ceiling you're set mm-hmm. if he hits I mean, his ceiling I actually want to see who he's around now I'm like super intrigued I think okay. the closest quarterback around him was Justin Fields and then the next oh, one after yeah. was Deshaun Watson yeah you're right and Bryce Young is next after that so who are you taking out of those three Bryce Young I don't even have to hesitate. I don't even have to hesitate, man. You're taking Bryce Young over Anthony Richardson. Yeah. That's because I I think Indianapolis is a dumpster fire. I've been saying that on Twitter for a while. Um, I think they have better pieces around um, Bryce Young. That's excluding Taylor now because we don't know what the hell's going on with him. Do you really? Hold on now. Hold, Hold on. Time out. I'm calling bullshit on this one. How are you telling me Minus the... So Michael Pittman or Adam Thielen, who's a better wide receiver? Hmm. Now you don't got to think. Uh, e. Are they close? Pittman. Are they not really close? Uh, I don't think it's that close. Uh, <laughs> running backs, if it's Jonathan Taylor versus Miles Sanders, it's Jonathan Taylor. But it's, but it's Miles not. Sanders versus yeah. But it's Miles Sanders versus <laughs> whatever else. I, I think there are some pieces on the Colts. So let me get into Anthony Richardson a little bit. Six four. 244 ran a 443 40 yard dash. This man 
is an absolute monster. Had a perfect 10 on the relative athletic score, right? You want to know what that means? He was number one out of 916 QBs tested for relative athletic score. Number one. Number one out of 916 quarterbacks. So, he's mobile. We know that. In college, he had 713 yards, 9 TDs. Got a cannon for an arm. His deep ball, his deep passing grade was 93.1, which is great from PFF. Problem is, is his short area yards passing. 53% completion percentage. I think Shane Steichen is going to help him like he helped Jalen Hurts. That's my hope. I can see that. That is my hope. I think, and the reason why I'm putting him up here and why I'm okay with that ADP is because if this dude hits, he's top five fantasy quarterback. If he hits his ceiling. Yeah, if. You know what I say about ifs. But isn't fantasy all a game of ifs anyway? Isn't it really? (laughs) Sure. No, it's a philosophizer. Yeah. (laughs) I did get um, my palm red when I was <laughs> down the shore this week. <laughs> you you but, would take you would take Richardson over Bryce Young. Yeah. Can I ask you what? Times. Why do you think, like, professional people who do this for a living took Bryce Young over so, Anthony Richardson? Let me answer that question. Riddle me that because we are playing we are playing a game called fantasy football. Correct. Okay. Wait. 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 So you would take him in number? You would take him over fantasy, but not in an actual like NFL game or NFL team. So So in fantasy, it's a 10 out of 10 Richardson in a real NFL game. It's probably closer to like, I would have to, it would be 50, 50 Hmm. because I do think Bryce young is a more complete quarterback right now than Anthony Richardson. It's obvious. Okay. Stats are there. Yeah. He was taken one overall. He's in a good system, but I'm a big upside guy, right? And especially for fantasy football. Again, if he hits that upside, he's top five. And Bryce Young's not there. Okay. Bryce Young's not a top five fantasy quarterback. We shall Maybe see. Maybe top ten. Maybe top ten. I'll say, I could say top ten for Bryce. Okay. But top five. Maybe top twelve for Bryce. But top five, he ain't touching that. Only time will tell, baby. You don't, you have do you have Richardson. You have Richardson in our league? Yeah. Can you tell they wait, can you tell that you have Richardson in our league and I have I have Bryce, Bryce Young, Young in our league? <laughs> <laughs> you were to be fair though, you were a big Bryce Young guy and I was a big Anthony Richardson guy. Like mm-hmm. we didn't do this podcast like during the draft, which I wish we did because like our takes would have been more known yeah. by then. But you could check out the public transportation podcast. We did a uh pre-draft special on that. Oh yeah, right? we did. Check us out. We're also on Spotify along with the Dynasty Dogs podcast. So, yes, I, we, you and I were both high on both of these quarterbacks. I was higher on Richardson than Bryce mm-hmm. and you were higher on Bryce and Richardson. I actually may prefer CJ Stroud over Bryce. Oh god. But we'll see. We shall see. Uh well, is that it for us? Oh, no it's not because we forgot to talk about Trey Lance getting traded. <laughs> what a debacle that is in San Francisco. Uh, super weird. Trading three first round picks for a guy to then trade him for a fourth. Uh, Listen, somewhere tell me the math doesn't add up there. 
that math don't add up, Seymour. <laughs> uh, it, it's bad. It um, that, this is bad. It's it's good for us. I think it plants a seed of doubt in Dakota Rain Prescott's head, mm-hmm. um, which is always great for us Eagles fans. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad move for the Cowboys, but I think it's like they're kind of taking a flyer to see if he's any good at some mm-hmm. point. Um, I just think it's a it was kind of unnecessary, I guess, like an unnecessary mm-hmm. kind of. I don't know grade. if it's unnecessary. This is what we were talking about. Dak has not been healthy the past three years. He's and do you been banged think, up. Do you think he's going to come in? Trey Lance is going to come in and you know light the world on fire. Dude, I don't know. I mean, they saw something he... to take him, take him in the first round, right? Yeah. They didn't really, did, did they really even give him a shot? I mean, he got hurt. Sucks. I don't think so. I don't think they gave him a shot, and I'd love to see it, that they're going to ride behind Purdy, and I don't think Purdy's, I think he could play a little bit, but as far as being a leader of a team, I don't, I don't see it. So let's talk, let's talk this out in dynasty purposes. Would you trade a second round of anywhere second round pick for Trey Lance and hope that maybe this works out. No. No. You, you know my I, master plan. <laughs> true. In Superflex, <laughs> I I don't think I would either, but I, I th- I'd have to think about it. I'd really have to sit down and think about it. You can get – so would you think Trey Lance starts anywhere in the next three years? You can get a starting quarterback in the second round with that second round pick. Can't, not in Superflex. Not no, I mean, like, you can find, like, a, I, meant, I meant an NFL. Like, you can find a rookie quarterback. There's going to be a rookie guy who's going to come in and start that they get out of second round. Just like, they, just like inevitably, Will Levis is going to start. He's a second that's round true. guy. You know what I mean? That is true. So, I think Will you can Levis, find Will starting NFL quarterback. Fall. Yeah, Will, Le- Will Levis did fall into the second round Yeah, uh, in rookie drafts as well. Let me see if there's been any trades for Lance since the uh, Trey Lance trade the past couple days. Let's real quick. Let me just take a gander. Dynasty Superflex. What is today? The 30th? Mm. <laughs> Somebody traded three fourth round picks for him. There you go. So, I mean, really, he's just been in packages, but that's like the only trade. Somebody, all right, somebody gave up a second. They got Trey Lance and a fourth. Mm. That's not that bad. I okay. mean, again, I'm not a Trey Lance truther, <laughs> but... Dak hasn't been overly healthy, and there, the talent was there for him to be a first-round pick. So right. we'll see, right? Yeah, we'll see. All right, well, that is going to do it for us at the Dynasty Dogs, brought to you by Win Daily. You can fi- find us both on Twitter or X or whatever it's called at Dynasty Dog Mike and Dynasty Dog Rich. Have a good night. See you.